Welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 14, 2024. Reading Numbers chapters 4 and 5 on Valentine's Day of all days is, shall we say, interesting. Feelings of jealousy, accusations of adultery, the possibility of divine judgment, It's not the first text you would think of on a day associated with hearts, roses red, and feelings of romance. Yet this is where we find ourselves. While you won't find this on a Christian Valentine card, if we slow down and read this passage with care, we will actually find relevant truth to stamp on our hearts for today. We find a recurring and always relevant theme uniting chapters 4 and 5 of Numbers. That theme is holiness. We've seen this before. Repeatedly, in fact, God made it very clear in Leviticus that by those who come near me, I will be treated as holy and you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Leviticus 10 verse 3 and chapter 19 verse 2. Wouldn't once or twice be enough? Why so many reminders about the necessity to be holy? Perhaps like Israel, we need more reminders of God's holiness than we think. In chapter 4, we find a sober reminder of God's holiness. When it comes to approaching and serving God, he must be treated as holy, Leviticus 10, verse 3. So, when God lays out the traveling arrangements for the tabernacle, the Levites who approach his holy objects to transport them must follow his instructions carefully. Only those priests set apart as holy could cover the instruments and furniture of the tabernacle, Numbers chapter 4, verse 5. Then, and only then, could the Kohathites approach and take up the holy objects. Numbers 4.15 If they looked upon the holy objects even for a moment, or if they touched them, they would die. Numbers 4.15 and verses 19-20 through 20. God was so holy that if the objects for his service were approached or viewed by anyone unholy, the penalty was death. I think sometimes we treat God's holiness like some do Valentine's Day. It may have been special in grade school, but now it's just another day commercialized and common. If celebrated at all, people go through the motions. Now, God's holiness is far greater and grander than the silly day that is February 14th. But do we treat God as such? Do we recognize and revere God in His holiness? Do we realize that in His holiness, God cannot tolerate sin, that He is pure and undefiled, that He dwells in the unapproachable beauty of holiness, surrounded and adored by myriads of holy angels in heaven? I fear that all too often, Christians treat God not as holy, but as common. Like a shrink-wrapped box of chocolate thrown in the back seat of a car, God's word lies unopened, the heart toward God grows cold, and concern for holiness is dim. Yes, beloved, in Jesus Christ, we can come into the holy presence of God with confidence, Hebrews 10, verse 10. But let us never treat God as common. Let us love Him, adore Him, fear Him, worship Him, and serve Him as the holy God that He is. Let us love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But what about chapter 5? What do we do with the love test of a husband overcome by the spirit of jealousy? There are no check yes or no boxes with swirly hearts here. 
This test for marital fidelity included holy water with dust from the holy tabernacle in front of that holy place where the holy presence of God was manifest. Numbers 5, 16 through 17, and Numbers 9, 16. And again, if the accused adulteress was found to be guilty, the verdict and judgment would be supernaturally meted out by the holy God. Numbers 5, 21, and verses 27 through 28. Again, many would take offense at this test. To modern hearts, this seems unfair to say the least. But remember what really lies at the heart of this test, the holiness of God. If a woman, or a man for that matter, compare Leviticus 20 verse 10, had committed adultery, she had not only sinned against her husband, but against God. Numbers chapter 5 and verse 6. Again, I fear that the holiness of marriage has been trivialized in the eyes of many Christians today. No-fault divorce, the ubiquity of pornography, the celebration of immorality in popular culture, and the normalization of sexual deviancy. All of these have led many Christians to view adultery as a commonplace sin. Sexual immorality goes undisciplined in the church. Marriages are compromised by sexual promiscuity. But God calls his people to be just as holy on their phones and in their bedrooms as they are in the public assembly of the church on Sunday. Do you view marriage as holy? God calls his people to treat it that way. While we won't be swallowing a purity test at the front of the church sanctuary, God's standards for holiness and marriage have not changed. Quote, Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Dear Christian, as we turn the page on these seemingly strange practices, may the holiness of God not be foreign to us. Rather, let us be holy, for our God is holy. Let us live as the holy people God called us to be, 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Whether in the bedroom, or the keyboard, or in the pew, let us live holy in every part of our life, 1 Peter 1, 15. Let us be those who worship our holy God in the beauty of holiness, Psalm 96, verse 9, King James Version.